0: Welcome to Tangible Takeaways. This is episode 52, and I am George Beardsley. I know, we're there. And I get a the extreme privilege of filling in for Jackson Arnett, who's out because his wife Sky has had a baby and they're welcoming that new little life into yeah. their home, and yeah. we are so excited for Jackson and Sky and little Hezzy. I believe you guys saw a picture of that little guy on the weekend. Hey, this week in Tangible Takeaways, we're gonna talk about the secret of
1: contentment Mm -hmm. and it's a secret and we're excited to learn about what that means yeah no it's going to be a fun conversation george just the the secret of contentment just waiting on the lord and then the fun part we get to talk a little bit about our hot music list right at the beginning
0: right (laughs) all that and more on episode 52 of tangible takeaways Pastor Jack, welcome to Tangible oh, great Takeaway. Great to be here, George. Yeah, it's so fun to do with us, man. They let the two old guys do yeah, this Yeah, that's true. Man. Except
1: for Tim Wheeler. He's older than both of us. Yeah, so uh, we'll get him next week, man. Yeah, maybe so. So,
0: you know, speaking of that, it's been fun to roll into this short series in the Book of Psalms after f- wrapping up yep. our Esther series, yep. and the uh, title of this is basically Summer Playlist. So, as the representative of old guys, I think people <laughs> should know what's on your playlist right now, Pastor
1: Yeah, Paul. well, you know, Todd makes reference to uh, that Star-Spangled Banner. I was thinking that was kind of patriotic, but for me, uh, I still, I'm a little bit like you, George, on my playlist for the summer, I still love Country Western. My wife hates it, but I love it, you know. Probably my favorite uh, guy to listen to is Kenny Chesney. And uh, we actually have on our XM radio something called No Shoes Radio. I'm not sure you've ever heard of that before. But it's him and his playlist all the time. But we also enjoy um, Lauren Daigle, you know. Linda's really much into Christian music. And uh, it's kind of funny when we think about this. I'll make reference to it in a minute. But uh, I still am... Uh, Because I'm an old guy, I still love some of the hymns of the faith, some of the old ones. I really do. Well, that's fun, man. I think I've been listening
0: to a little jazz music lately, like a guy named Earl Clue and been listening. And also maybe on the uh, bluegrass side, a little Nickel Creek. Yeah, Nickel Creek. So those have been kind of some of my fun go-to listening. And they're really good summer, for my opinion, summer listening.
1: Yeah, got
0: it. Well, even as we reflect a little bit on the message from the weekend, I was just thinking of the purpose of the Psalms and the repetition of the Psalms like was mentioned to us. Um, Do you
1: have any personal disciplines, Pastor Jack, that just remind you of scriptural truths? Yeah, uh, you know, when I think about being reminded, it's, it's interesting, especially in the New Testament. I guess we could find some texts in the Old Testament as well, George. But one of my fascinating uh, sections of scripture is in 1 Peter, where Peter writes to the church, Cappadocia, I think, and says, I'm gonna remind you about things you already know. And then Paul also does the same thing, a little bit different wording with Timothy about reminding and remembrance. Even when you think of communion, what does it say usually on the communion table? Do this in what remembrance, remembrance right. of me? Why does why does Paul say that? Why does Peter say that? Why does God really say that through the Word of God? Is because we're not good rememberers. Right. We need to remember what God does. And when I think about the disciplines, I like reflecting back and seeing how faithful God has been with us. And maybe it's a thankful list mm-hmm. uh, of things because we forget and I just think it's good to be reminded, and really the best place to be reminded, I think, is in the Word of God, right. because that's what God told those guys, and I think it's good for us to, re- to be remembering that ourselves. You know, I, I think that is so true, and,
0: and especially, you know, the season the season we're in is a little mm-hmm. disconcerting, and even, oh, yeah. uh, you know, when you look at the rising costs, inflation, and there can be a lot that is uh, very frustrating and disconcerting, and that's why we have to have those disciplines that remind us. And for me, it is that gratitude. Yeah. Even when I start in my time in the Word of God, which is, you know, almost every day to read the word of God, to be reminded of his promises. But then my time of prayer to just start with Thanksgiving. Yes. And it's the same things I thank God for the day before and the day before that, whether it's my wife or my kids or my grandkids, because it's it's amazing when I start thanking God for the blessings in my life, how much those begin to be elevated, his goodness begins to be elevated. And those things or frustrations of mine begin to diminish.
1: Yeah. And George, that's probably, you're probably a little more intentional about that than I am, you know, just eliciting those things, but I I have um, uh, grown more, I mean, maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just being older, but maybe I am more thankful than I've ever been with a life of reflection, looking back and seeing how faithful God has been to Linda and I and our family. And that does tie into a little bit of the message this weekend about waiting on the Lord, but I just think, gosh, God, you've been very faithful. That doesn't mean we haven't had problems. I could list those too. But the, the big, big issue is that thankfulness and just being reminded of that, to me, doesn't go away. So true. And you brought it up, waiting on the Lord. That was a big part
0: of our sermon this last yeah. weekend. Um, why do you think that waiting on the Lord is such a difficult thing to do? And, you know, have you? How have you learned the
1: discipline of waiting on the Lord? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know, being honest. Yeah, I, I just think, and again, it might have a little bit to do with with uh, what's going on in my life. And, me, and, and, and even in the message, uh, we shared about different kinds of waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's a, a waiting of... Of almost anticipation in a joyful way. We can wait on some things, maybe like even the birth of Hesi. We're in waiting for that. Our son, our youngest son's wife is pregnant. I think she's due on September 6th. And so we are waiting on the Lord, but we're waiting with anticipation, joyfulness. But there is other kinds of waiting where there's maybe apprehension. You know, we have so many people in our church that are going through such difficulty with Uh, maybe cancer-related things or even some consequences of COVID. Um, And and that is difficult to wait on some improvement there or whatever that that, uh, people might be experiencing. I just told someone on the phone the other day, I don't think there's a, a more wonderful word, George, in our dictionary besides what word do we want to hear when we're dealing with cancer. What word would that be? Yeah, that word clear or, you know... Mm -hmm. We want to clear. Cancer-free. Cancer-free. That's what we want to hear. Or what's the other word that starts with a B? Benign. Benign. I don't think there's a better word that we can hear from someone when uh, we're dealing with loved ones or people we care about. We're waiting on God. We're waiting to see what kinds of maybe margins that that person had experienced in their surgery. But when that doctor comes out of that room and says benign... That's a beautiful word. Yeah,
0: And I think that waiting on the Lord gets difficult, Jack, because so many of the things you mentioned, at least there's a finish line of resolution. But yes, then there's yes, that when, point. waiting when man, there is just no line. Yeah, It's like the resolution, we can't see it. Maybe mm-hmm, it doesn't no. even appear on our horizon. Yep. Um, that has got to be the most difficult waiting. And I would agree with you. I don't know that I've learned the lesson yeah. of what that is. But I do believe, Pastor Jack, that it's not you know, it ties in with my next question that I wrote down, but um, I want to talk about contentment. Yeah. And it was mentioned, but I want to say, why is contentment such a difficult thing for people to grasp?
1: <laughs> I, I I think part of that is we're kind of dumb and we're slow learners. You know, you know, you and I have reflected on this before, but, you know, Paul says, I have learned to be content. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that comes really through experience. And I think there's a huge component of that that's even choice, right. it's even decision. I have to make that decision to be content. But when, you, you know, it's kind of interesting just reflecting on a couple of things we've already said. When I think about, uh, we maybe can over exaggerate spiritual maturity, but I, I think two of the components, George, of spiritual maturity is learning contentment and learning thankfulness. When I think about people that maybe I respect or have uh, some admiration for in their walk with the Lord, often it's they're very thankful, contented people. Right. You know, it's interesting, in that passage, the Apostle Paul said he's learned the
0: secret of contentment. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating about that is you recognize the fact that a secret is something that You know, it's almost like most people don't get this. Yeah, it's it's you know when we talk about something that clicks, something that works, we tend to use the phrase "What's your secret sauce?" Yeah, like we want to know what is because most people don't get this; they don't get it right. So, what is the secret of contentment? And that's a you know that's a puzzling thing. We have to think and we have to dive deep. I've I've reflected on that secret because I believe most people don't get that. Yeah, and I think I think what the Apostle Paul is getting at is that contentment does not mean that we have any sort of lack of desire. We may want resolution to our medical uh, prognosis. Maybe we want to find that person and get married. Maybe we want some sort of financial relief. We have desires, Mm -hmm. but what is the secret of contentment in that situation where we do have those desires? Yeah. And I think the 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 secret is that we have a desire but it never supersedes our desire to honor God yes. and to move yeah. forward in his plan and in his timing because so often i think the lack of contentment leads us to make the
1: worst choices we ever make in our life yeah that's interesting thought when you know just in life when we don't have that the decisions we make are probably pretty stupid Yep, I would have. Yeah, because with they're that. just, you know, they're yeah. they're born out of a, a lack of thanksgiving
0: and a lack of contentment. Yeah. Yep, I would think so. Because I you know, Pastor Todd said something that it, that really just resonated. He says when you wait on the Lord, wait well. Yeah, I like that. Wait yep. well. Mm-hmm. And that has to involve contentment. That has to involve yeah. gratitude.
1: Yeah, all and of e-
0: those. And even a faith. Yeah, that God will resolve this.
1: Yeah. Well, and you think about that, that's interesting, George, because all of those things are key components in that, because I'm not sure it's, you know, there's a lot of passages, even if we had time, we could look at Isaiah 40, uh, you know, that verse, you know, how does it go? I think I wrote it down, but it's that one about you shall gain strength and, you know, run with that. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's the idea where it says, um, I don't have it right here. But uh, I think uh, the prophet there talks about, um, you know, g- renewing our strength and gaining that. And he says, you know, rest in Jehovah. This is a. a in Isaiah forty thirty one, but they that wait for Jehovah shall renew their strength. Mm-hmm. So our strength will be renewed when we wait for Jehovah. It's a very familiar passage and it says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. But they that wait for Jehovah shall renew their strength. So our strength is renewed in our waiting to be able to do that, I like that. And you know, now that you said that, it just kind of
0: struck me, uh, yep. Pastor Jack, because I think, I think we need to take those concepts that are obviously true biblical concepts and then and break them down into our life, uh, in our own life, because how does waiting on the Lord renew our strength? I mean, yeah. practically speaking, and I think it's because the flip side... When we continue to run ahead in our own strength and try to make things happen in our own power, we exhaust ourselves Yes, because we're trying to contend with what uh, maybe is happening in a way Mm -hmm. that isn't going to be honoring to the Lord or even going to be a resolution to the problem. Yep. But that when we wait on the Lord, it's in a sense we're not wasting our energies on things that we cannot control, that we cannot change, and we are waiting to step forward in the resolution that God Yeah, George,
1: us. I like that, because that does kind of energize us if we're doing it properly Right. in that in sense. In the right order. Yeah. Yeah, that is so good.
0: Well, Pastor Jack, this is like incredibly fun for the you and I. I mean, yep. we have had the privilege <laughs> to serve together at HDC for a long, long time, and to sit at a tangible takeaway. And you know, we're we're missing one Jackson Arnett, uh, requisite young guy, and they put two old guys in here. This is kind of
1: <laughs> this is kind of fun. So yeah. I appreciate that. Well, um, George, before you even think about closing, just remind our people about our kids away at camp this week. Sure, You know, yeah. because, you know, uh, the, you know, Sunday we launched, I don't even know, you know probably better than I do, probably close to 600 people off to right. three different camp experiences. And, and you and I both believe in camp. You, yeah. We know that God makes some, uh, when, when these young people get away from the distractions of life, they can hear what God wants them to hear. And I just believe God can do some pretty good stuff this week. You know, and what a great reminder because
0: as people are watching this episode of Tangible Takeaways, mm-hmm. you're right. Our mm-hmm. kids, around five, six hundred yep. people are up at camp right now. But it's interesting we tie that into waiting on the Lord. Okay. Because part of the problem with waiting on the Lord is the distractions of this life, yep. and all the things that are going away tend to yep. distract us from just focusing yep. on what God has for us, and when you take right. a bunch of kids up into the mountains, yep. all those distractions are removed, yes. and they have a chance to just focus on what God has to say and for them. To so to what, a, what yep. a great reminder, as you're watching tang- t- Tangible Takeaways right now, maybe just take a moment and pray for our kids, pray for the leaders, yes. but pray that God would impact them in a real powerful way this week.
1: Yep.